In part two of our crossover show with stories, the true and the fictional, Isela will talk about a man who hit his head during a swimming accident and becomes an expert pianist. Elena will share a true crime story about Lady Leatherface and her unorthodox meal prep. And Jose will share the story of Wojtek, the Polish war hero that also happened to be a bear. On this episode of Technically a Conversation, Just a quick note, super friends, before we get started, this is the second part of the show we did with the podcast, Stories, the True and the Fictional. If you haven't heard the first part, you may want to pause this episode and listen to the first part first, or you can listen to the full show unedited on their podcast. Link will be in our show notes. We now return to our show, already in progress. Sorry, I've always wanted to say that. that you all decide what podcast we're going to go into next. <laughs> We've already done the literary, the English podcast. Yeah. Well, well at, at, the, at the end, we can have a Q&A. Um, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we did do video for, um, for our mind, Jamie and Chris's interviews because sometimes me and Chris will start talking about wrestling. Jamie will literally pick up a book and start reading it because he knows nothing about wrestling. And me and Chris will go off on our tangents and predictions and stuff like that. And and you'll literally see Jamie reading a book. He's like, no interest whatsoever. You know what I mean? So unless Unless it's Randy Savage, I don't know. Yeah, and the only reason uh-huh. and the only reason he knows the Macho Man is because he was in Spider Man as Bone Saw. That's the only reason Jamie knows the Macho Man, Randy Savage. So yeah, he had flair. He had flair for sure. Oh, Bone Saw is ready. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. The eyes got big too. Wow. But yeah, we we don't we don't really have. We, I think our whole whole structure is based on tangents. You know, Jamie will say <laughs> a word, and then we'll if we really if we're really struggling for something to talk about, we'll just say. We'll just say Star Wars to Chris and he'll just melt and and then we'll have like a seven-hour podcast of Chris of what's wrong with the latest Star Wars movies. So that's all we need to do. That's so fun. <laughs> all right. Uh, story time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think ladies should go first. Mm-hmm. So um Sofle. Isela or Elena, who would like to go first? Huh? I said Safo. Oh, Safo. <laughs> oh, Safo is like Spanish for like, not it. Not it, oh. yeah. So it's something like, it's something that like when you were play tag, it like, like, all right, who's who's that? And everybody, Safo, Safo. <laughs> but apparently like to like the boomers, it's considered rude to say that. Oh, really? So wow. we would always get in trouble. Yeah, I, I never found out why it was considered rude. But whenever we would play and everybody, Safo, Safo, it's like, oh, don't say that. I said not to say that word. Oh, wow. I don't know why the boomers consider it um, vulgar hmm. or, or offensive. But How do they feel about Stephen King's book? Which one? Because uh... it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow, James. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> wow. I would say that's a great dad joke, but you're not even a dad, so I don't understand how that could come out. Oh. I'm an uncle. Wow. It's close enough. You're an uncle. Fair, fair call. Fair call. Oh. <laughs> uncle is a fun title, though. You get to write, you get to rile him up and then bye <laughs> and sleep in late. Oh, he does. He does. So much. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, do you want to go first, Elena, or what do you want to do? Suffle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, cool. I guess it's me, guys. Okay, so let's think back. Tell me all, I, I want everybody to answer. Think about a time where something great actually came out of a bad situation. Go. Who wants to go first? I can go. I got one. Jamie, go first. During COVID, I lost my job, and then within... Uh, what was it, a couple of months or, no, I'd say three months, I re- self-published my own book and then I got approached by a publisher. Um, so if I didn't lose my job, I never would have time to finish that job and I never would have got a book come out. Oh, my God, that's so awesome. And congratulations on that. Congratulations. That's an excellent, excellent thing to happen. Yeah. And Ryan, how about you? Oh, look, mine's got to be a little bit more serious than that. And I apologize. It, it, it's just recently happened. Um. I ended up, uh, I mentioned I was in hospital for a couple of months. I actually had my foot amputated due to a bad infection. I'm all good. No, no, no need for sadness or anything. But what I'm saying, what came, what actually came out of it is my wife, Stephanie, she suffers from agoraphobia. So if for those of you who don't know what that is, that's when you don't, you've got a fear of leaving your house. Oh. So because she had, uh, she had a few mental health issues and, and didn't leave the house for about a year. So. It actually, because I was in hospital, I was rushed to hospital from the house and I was in hospital for two months uh, or, or eight weeks, or six weeks, sorry. Um, she, it forced her to get out and get, she doesn't drive. So she got on the train. She went, came and visited me and the hospital I was at was about half an hour from where I live. So she had to walk, get a bus, get a train. <sighs> and then she came up a couple of times a week, every week. And it actually motivated her and she started you know, dealing because I used to just deal with all the bills because she used to get anxiety. So she started dealing with that and speaking to, um, you know, like our real estate and all that explaining situations. So, yeah, it it um it was really good for her. So it was it was it happened to me, but it helped her. And now you know we go out every couple of days because I've got to go to appointments and stuff and all that kind of thing. Whereas she wouldn't do that before. So. That, that's really awesome well yeah to be honest with you it's the best thing and I, I you know as much as i hated losing the foot it's the best thing that could have happened because it made her more independent and you know doing all that so yeah that's my story wow cool oh wow that's really awesome wow how about you elena or Jose? i think my situations are a little bit more personal i don't know if i have anything that's not <laughs> something that i might be able to share <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. What's it? No, I feel like uh, you, Ryan, and Jamie are much better co-hosts than I am. Because whenever Isela <laughs> asks me these type of questions, it's like, uh, tell me about a time that this happened. Like, I literally repress everything, everything <laughs> bad that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I repress it. So I'm like, oh, hold on. I need to think about it. So we spend like about half an hour me trying to think of something for, for one of our examples. But but you know what? Right now that you brought up uh, lockdown or, or or COVID, Jamie, um, I think this podcast uh, was a result of COVID. Okay. So had COVID and lockdown not happened, this podcast would have never happened. We've met so many great people because of this podcast, including both of you gentlemen. 
and had it not been for for lockdown and you know being stuck at home, not you know not having anything to do, this podcast would have never happened. There you go. Yeah, this is very true. That's one good thing that came out of COVID. I think we started about the, the same time, or maybe just before. I mean, we'd done me and Jamie had done other things before this, but I think that's when you know it was it started. It not started, but it's like an excuse to talk with your friends, but you can't be there in person. Yeah. You know, Jamie lives 40, 45, 50 minutes away from me and I, we weren't allowed to go five kilometres past our house. So it was just a way, yeah, I think that's a brilliant one, Jose, because you're, you're right, exactly. It forces you to unlock the creativeness within you because you can't go out to the movies, you can't go out and, and grab a beer with your friends, you can't go out for dinner, you can't do all these things and you've got all this time and you can't go to work, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. well, I had to go to work. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah, I had to go to work. There there was no way that I could work from home, but it did make me or allow me to make a lot of like home improvements. Oh, yeah. So that was good. And I started baking a lot. <laughs> oh, but there you go. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. That's a not so personal. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I was kind of like thinking maybe somebody here had like too much coffee, perhaps. And then the diarrhea was actually welcome because now the pants fit better. Right. You know, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. No. But in the end, right. Pardon the pun. Obviously, things were better. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for sharing. So today I just wanted to share a story about how a man's life had completely changed in the most bizarre way. And since we're sharing it with stories, I always want to start a story like that with like, once upon a time, <laughs> there lived this man. <laughs> so his name is Derek Amato. He's still alive to my knowledge. And here's the quick and dirty on Derek. He's from Denver, you know, kind of described himself as like this regular person, you know, regular Joe Schmo. And during high school, you know, he was a jock. He played football baseball, basketball, all the typical American sports, I guess, <laughs> probably dated around a lot. Well, in 2006, Derek was visiting some family and some friends in South Dakota, and there was a swimming pool party. And, you know, all his friends were there. Most likely all the 2006 hits were on, right? The Crazy song by Gnarls Barkley, right? And uh, the Snow Patrol song. Oh, what was it? Um, uh, I don't remember the name of the song now anymore. Shoot. Chasing Cars? Chasing car. Yes. Thank you. We'll do it all. <laughs> yeah. I love that song. But I remember the opening line and the bad grammar. If I lay here, I'm like, lie here. It's lie. <laughs> I'm digressing. I apologize. <laughs> That's Maybe he's singing songs to chickens. <laughs> That's very true. I didn't think about that. Now it's changing the whole context of this. <laughs> Or maybe even emus. I was going to say that. Oh, oh, very true. I like the throwback. Way to tie it back. I like the callback. Yes. I like the callback. Yeah. Well, at this swimming pool party, he told one of his friends, all right, throw the ball at me. I'm going to catch it in the air while I land in the pool. Right. It's kind of like, it's going to look so cool. I'm sure it did. So anyway. He throws the ball, he catches it, but he miscalculated where he landed in the pool and he actually landed on the shallow end. So he hit the side of his head. Exactly. Ouch. He was rushed to the hospital, of course, and he was informed he had a massive concussion. He essentially slept for like five days. He woke up feeling fine and normal. And before he was going back to Denver, because he was still in South Dakota, 
he was hanging out with one of his buddies and he just kept staring at his friends. He had one of those little tiny Casio keyboards, which he doesn't play. Like he said, he could barely bang out like chopsticks, right? The little song from Big. (laughs) And he asked his friend, hey, can I can I play with your keyboard? And he says, sure. And out of nowhere, it's called acquired savant syndrome or something like that. And he just started playing. He said it was like Beethoven had somehow like channeled inside of him or whatever. And he just starts playing this like classical music, insanely good. And his friend was like, when the hell did you learn how to play that? And he's like, I didn't. I don't know where it came from. And he still says that he's tried to learn how to play piano. Well, rather like learn how to read music rather. And he says it's, it's really confusing. All he sees in his head, it's almost like a synesthesia where he sees like these blocks and these squares, and that's what he tries to play. It's amazing. Jose, I'll let you decide if you actually want to play the audio. Before, you know, hopefully we don't get sued. <laughs> but I'm going to play a little clip of him playing because it was on a NPR. It was like Hidden Brain or something. But let's see. Oh, no, it went away. Oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. I'm so sad. If you have the clip, you can send it to me and I can play it from my end. I don't have the clip because I didn't think you would want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, no. When has the risk of us getting sued ever stopped me from playing something? <laughs> well, that is very true. Uh, I say that all the time. There you go. This is very true. That is a very good point. You really are my counterpart from the other side of the world, man. <laughs> Isn't he, yeah. though? Literally every episode, we're going to get sued for this, but let's do it anyway. (laughs) We usually ask very kindly, please, uh, BBC, don't sue us. (laughs) We will play something. (laughs) We're begging and pleading. We're like, we love you. I'm pretty sure you get a a warning before they sue you. (laughs) They're like, take that down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, our biggest thing is that we're putting our podcast on on YouTube. So I was like, okay, I don't think we're going to be able to play any. But you know what? It's actually ruining our numbers for our other videos. We're just going to stop putting it on YouTube. So technically, this is not a song because it's not like he put it out on Spotify. I don't know if that's any better. What's the song he's playing, though? Because if if the person who created the song is dead for like 50 years or something, then it's... Free use or something, yeah. Yeah, public domain. I think he was just kind of playing around. It's not even like a song that he copied. Mm, That's okay. I'm not going to put it on YouTube, so feel free to play it. (laughs) Okay, I'm, I'm going to play a little snippet so you know what he, what he sounds like. It's pretty dope. I can't believe it. So all I'm saying is maybe, Jose, I'm going to smack you on the side of your head and let's see what comes out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So that's that's the short story of Derek Amato. And he plays all over the world. Wow. I know. It's pretty incredible. I don't know how the mind works like that. He's really careful not to hit his head again because then it might go away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it'll reset his brain or something. That could be his downfall. 
<laughs> I know, I know. I'd be wearing a helmet all the time. Come on, leave me alone, guys. <laughs> but you, you, you often hear of those stories like that, people waking up from comas and they speak with a completely different accent or... Yeah. <gasps> I've heard about that. Yeah, like bilingual or something or have a different, speak in a different language. And there was, a, there was an English woman from Manchester that woke up with a Jamaican accent. And she, she know, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, they can't, they can't stop no. speaking like that. Yeah, it's so weird. How do I stop, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's it's that's insane. Like I, I hope, I hope one day I hit my head and can play like that. That'd be awesome. That's my dream to hit my head so hard that oh, I no. can play play Beethoven and Mozart. There you go. It's pretty, yeah. It is pretty amazing. You could skip all the all the music school and just one blow. Yeah, with my luck, I would be even more of a bumbling idiot than I am already. So aye, aye. <laughs> it would backfire on me. That's funny. You, you could only speak in vowels. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, speaking about knocking a screw loose. <laughs> The next person we're going to talk about um, had one of those. <laughs> she definitely had a screw or 10 loose in her brain. And it was actually um, somebody that I looked up from Aussie. Aussie? How? Aussie. <laughs> How did you say it was? <laughs> Auss- Aussie crimes. <laughs> like Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, Ozzy. <laughs> I'm a huge true crime fan as well. So I figured, hey, I need a, I need to do a true crime story. So that's Excellent. what I did. Um so she's been referred to as two different people, either the Lady Leatherface or the Hannibal Lecter, the female Hannibal Lecter. Have you guys ever heard of her by any chance? I haven't. Oh. I haven't actually. I would say Ryan might have. No? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. I'm, a, I'm now very intrigued. Okay. Yeah, same. Awesome. I also haven't heard of her, but she sounds like my kind of lady. Yeah, she sounds like one of mine too. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Oh wow. <laughs> All right. So this lady's name is Catherine Knight, and she's the Lady Leatherface of Australia. And while she only butchered one person, she shocked the country by being a female, because you normally see men doing these kind of gruesome and violent murders, right? Um, but she also is one of the the most prolific killer well she's known as one of the most prolific killers as committing one of australia's most horrific crimes but before we get into what she did we're gonna start in the beginning with her childhood according to the article from all that's by the way we'll have all the sources linked in the show notes Catherine mary knight was born in october 24th 1955 in tenterfield australia does that sound familiar to you guys Tenerfield. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. No, that sounds right. Probably the one yep. thing in Australian that's pronounced how it's said <laughs> or yeah. pronounced oh, yeah. how it's written. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All right. So her parents were Barbara Ruffin and Ken Knight, and they were actually having an affair and they lived in this really small conservative town. So apparently it was like a big scandal. And the Mom, Barbara, she already had another family with four other children, and she met this guy through her husband. I guess they worked together or something like that. So once the the mom and the dad got together, well, Barbara and Ken, they got together. She left the, the family and her four kids because she had four other kids with her first marriage. Catherine was 
apparently sexually assaulted by several family members up until the age of 11. She witnessed her mom being raped several times by her alcoholic father, who was also very violent. And in school, it's reported that Catherine was known as a bully. So normally, you know, when somebody lives in that kind of a household, unfortunately, you know, they can have a really bad outlook in life and become a bully because they don't want to be bullied. She was probably bullied at home, so she's taking it out on other people. She apparently never learned to read and write. And at the age of 15, she dropped out of school and then she started working. Apparently, it was a family business and they all worked at this butcher shop or slaughterhouse. I'm sorry, it's a slaughterhouse. And that was her dream job. At the age of 16, she was already working at the slaughterhouse. And um, I don't know about you, but at the age of 16, I was nowhere near having a job. <laughs> I was avoiding them. I was having a job, just not not at a slaughterhouse. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. I don't think I even know how to wipe properly at 16. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Still, that's why you have a bidet. Yes, that's why. Very true. I... <laughs> nice. <laughs> it seems like the least inappropriate place for a 16-year-old to be at, you know? Yeah. For sure. Oh, definitely. But apparently she loved her job so much that she hung up her butcher knives above her her bed, like a picture frame. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So I guess somebody one time asked her, like, how come you hang them up? And she was like, oh, you know, just in case. And eventually <laughs> that just in case did happen. She's going to be fine. Oh, she's going to be fine. <laughs> she's going to be yeah. fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nothing bad. <laughs> There's nothing strange about that at all. No red flags at all. Oh, no. I've got mine hanging up above my TV, so that's fine. It's all good. Right? Oh. I have mine in my nightstand. No. Yeah. I don't even have a nightstand anymore. So she met her first husband, David Kellett, who was, I, and I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. Kellett, Kellett. I don't know. He was also a violent alcoholic. And she surprised David because since she was brought up in such a violent household, this guy would get in like fist fights and she would join in. So I don't know if like oh, wow. he found this. Tag team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, put me in the game, coach. <laughs> I guess he found that attractive about her. I don't know. But apparently like they were a bunch of drunks. They loved to go out. They loved to drink. And so one night, I guess they were super drunk and she convinced this guy to marry her and he said yes as many people do when they're super intoxicated because they make the best decisions right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they get married and the mother of Catherine apparently had even told david like i don't know why you married this chick she's got a <laughs> screw loose up there somewhere <laughs> and here in this, I mean, here in El, at least El Paso or amongst my peeps, we call it Le Falta Una Canica, like she's missing a marble. Yeah. So um, yeah. anyway, on their first night, I don't know if they had already had sex or not, but on their wedding night, they consummated the marriage and apparently they did it a couple of times or whatever. As one does. Yeah. <laughs> she had heard stories that apparently <laughs> her parents or I don't know who had done it multiple times, like five, six times that same night. But this guy couldn't keep up because he was so intoxicated. So she tried to strangle him <gasps> because he couldn't live up to those five or six times on your wedding night. 
So this guy, you know, he fights her off, whatever. And despite that, they were still married for 10 years and had two kids. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not the brightest men over here in Australia, so I can, I can imagine. I, 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 when you said that, I'm like, yeah, he's probably still married. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just going to say, you know, choking is like a big thing. And maybe he thought, oh, yeah, this is like foreplay. Exactly. He's a kinky motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he liked it. I don't know. But in those 10 years, I guess he tried to leave her a couple of times. He had um, affairs as well. And in one of those times that I guess he left... She put her, I think it was like a 10-month-old baby on the train tracks. I don't know if she was trying to get attention or she had postpartum depression or a combination of it all. But I guess somebody saw it, took the baby. Nothing happened, luckily. Then she was like violently pushing the baby in a stroller. And I don't know, but she was put in a mental hospital. She was diagnosed with postpartum depression. And her husband comes back when he got dis when she got discharged from the hospital, he ends up coming back to her as a male usually does. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So then after that, the reconciliation didn't last very long. And apparently he did leave the the relationship for good. And then following that relationship, Catherine managed to date a bunch of other bozos. And apparently, I, I don't know about you, but does it seem like these crazy women always have luck with guys? It's like guys are attracted to crazies, right? Well, see, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's this thing called the crazy hot scale. And if you've watched How, if you've watched how I Met Your Mother, you know exactly. So there's, there's, a, there's an equivalent amount of craziness to the hotness. And that's why, us men, that's, again, that's why us Australian men are so damn stupid because, you know, we live out. And I'm not saying that for myself, but I'm just saying, like, we, the, Australian, the average Australian male will live by this purpose so that can explain probably the reason yeah well it was said to be that she was like really great in bed so i guess that's what kept the guys coming back yeah i don't know Mm. but they're they're trying to see if they could be that one lucky guy if they can if they can fuck the crazy out of them i'll fuck it out of her yeah no maybe they're trying to meet the challenge and go five times in a row <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that was the switch. Like, if someone could do that, then she would be, she'd be fine. It should be. There's no murders. Right. It's all she wanted five times. Nobody gave it to her. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But after five times, though, like, I imagine there'd be like blood coming out or something, oh. like anemic. <laughs> oh man! You get a nosebleed. Oh, yeah, her nosebleed. Yeah, it's all Stranger Things. What the hell? I was just about to say that, like Eleven from Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, Start wow. levitating and shit. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Sorry. Hopefully, that was not too crude for your guys' podcast. Oh. No, that that was tame for us. So we're we're all good. We're all good. Okay, good. <laughs> you haven't reached the level of Chris yet. No, not yet. Okay, great. He 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 actually wasn't he actually wasn't busy today. We just told him you're not allowed to come on because you will offend everyone. I thought I, I, little did you know he would have fit right in. I was like, not possible. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There you go. 
Not possible. (laughs) 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 All right. So after she, David left, she ended up with another David because apparently the. Got to catch them all. Yeah, she dates like people with the same name, <laughs> like in <Wow>. Pokemon. <laughs> I was gonna say, Siri, uh, uh, a murderer, murderer, and Pokemon. That's where you find the the real. You know, you play Pokemon Go for long enough. I've wanted to kill a few people when that game first came out, and I just, wa- I just wanted, I just wanted a Bulbasaur, damn it, and I couldn't find one, so I just went off and murdered a bunch of people. So. Coincidentally, all their names are David yeah. as well. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, the, well, the next two are going to have the same name too, but it's not going to oh, be David. Wow. But we'll get into that right now. Oh. <laughs> so she ends up dating this other guy, David, and he ended up having or keeping his own apartment. He didn't want to move in. So she immediately thought, oh, he's having an affair or he's having a side chick, whatever. So she was like, oh, no, this is not going to happen. And they had a... Well, I heard various reports, a two-month or 11-month-old mo- 11 dingo. And she figured, you know what? I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him what who he's dealing with. She slit this poor dingo's throat oh. in front of him. I know. It's terrible. Oh. Wow. Yes. And they conceived a daughter together. Oh, afterwards? <laughs> that was a turning point. That was a turning point. <laughs> Does this right? turn you on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. So after that relationship, she ended up with Bozo number three now. And apparently she tried killing that guy with a pair of scissors. And then while she was with that guy, she was having an affair with the next guy, which is number four. And those two were named John. So at the end, it was John with his two kids. And then by this point, she has four. So they were now the Brady Bunch, but it was, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Brady Bunch. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So now it was a Brady Bunch, right? They have the six, but it was not, you know, all too happy and cutesy and all that stuff, right? So she's having a relationship with this guy. She wants to get married. He does not, which was bad because she's the one that's going to get back at you no matter what. Like vengeance is her middle name. So they're dating anyway. She's upset that that he doesn't want to marry her. So what does she do? She frames him. And she sends a video of what may or may not have been stolen equipment from this guy's job. Some sources say it was stolen or discarded. Like it was an old first aid kit that had already expired out and it was in the trash and he took it home. Other people say that it was not from work at all and he had he just happened to have a first aid kit at home. She took a video of it, sent it to his job. And mind you, he had been at this job for 17 years. He got fired for it. I don't know why. Wow. You would think for a $25 first aid expired kit, <laughs> he got fired for that. Jeez. I know. So he... He bounces back, he gets another job, and he was telling his new co-workers, you know what, this chick's getting out of hand, I'm afraid for my life. Instead of leaving, he just says, if I'm ever, if I'm ever missing, just know it was her, right? <laughs> so one fateful night, yeah, but, but I'm going to stay here anyway. 
The bed's warm and cozy. <laughs> yeah. She has too many of my DVDs, my VHS tapes. No, remember, she was really good in bed. So I guess this is why he kept her. Wow. So one fateful night, this guy comes back home from work and he does his nightly ritual. He goes and checks in with the neighbors and then he goes to bed at 11. Then Catherine comes home. She makes herself dinner. She watches the telly, which I, I don't know if that's what, how you guys call it. <laughs> TV. Well done. The TV? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I say telly all the time, so you've done well. You do say telly? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like 30 years ago, yeah. 30 years ago. You know what? The article said telly, so. There oh, you yeah. go. <laughs> so she showers, and then she joins this guy, David, upstairs, wakes him up, and then, of course, they have sex, and then they go back to sleep. Then after that, I guess, I mean, the details are a little bit, you know, nobody is really going to say what happened because apparently Catherine got amnesia after that, that event. And poor David, well, he's not alive anymore. <laughs> but um, she apparently got that butcher knife, but it's not above her bed anymore. Now it's in the nightstand because we're not at her house. We're at his right now. Uh, she gets the butcher knife from the nightstand where she apparently keeps them. And she stabs this guy 37 times. Whoa. Wow. But there's evidence that there could be more. They just don't know. <laughs> they lost count. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll just, we'll just ra- round it up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. There's evidence that he woke up during the attack and he was trying to, to fight her off. But the blood spatter keeps getting lower and lower. So I guess he was just... Losing juice, you know, he losing too much blood. He couldn't keep up his. Juice. Yeah, he was losing juice. So he couldn't keep it up. Oh, I like to think he was evaluating the the hot to crazy scale. As <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm bleeding yeah. to death, but she's a good. She's good in bed, but I'm bleeding to death. But she's good in bed. She looks hot from this angle. <laughs> After this, I'm going to stay with her for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then. She drags the body down the stairs. She skins him. She hangs up the skin from a hook <laughs> in the living room, as one does. They they hang yeah. up meat hooks in their living room. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple right here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it must have, it must be an Aussie thing. Yes, <laughs> there'll be another one if you keep saying Aussie. So no. <laughs> I'm the <lit. laughs> God. We're not all this crazy, I promise you. I promise. No, it was just this chick, I know. <laughs> she then decapitates him, cuts his body up into pieces. Fly, yep. Yeah, well, she remember, she worked at a slaughterhouse, so she knows how to cut them pieces up. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She was sharpening that knife also. Like, there was, there, there was a, a knife sharpener. There, so there is evidence that she's sharpening the knife. Is that not a sign? You're sitting there having your dinner. And you're, what are you doing, honey? Oh, just sharpening the knife. Yeah, no worries. Sweet. Do you want to have sex in a minute? Yeah, sure. Oh, good. Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking when it was by the nightstand, I'm like, God, and some people just bring over their toothbrush. What happened to just a toothbrush? No, no. Wow. She She's uh, sharpening this knife as she's going along. And she made a delicious dinner of potato, pumpkin, beets, zucchini, cabbage, squash. And David. And human remains. <laughs> and David, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And don't forget the gravy. 
because it was all oh. gravy was poured all over that shit. <laughs> and then also, uh, you know, you got to wash that gravy down with some Chianti and fava beans. Mm. No, just kidding. Mm. Oh, right. <laughs> There's a silence of the lamb reference there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Did she sell it as David Stroganoff? <laughs> no, she did not. But she does make a plate for herself and she makes a plate for his kids. Oh. And she even puts little name plates for them so that when they get home, he they can eat their their pappy's remains. No. Wow. This is Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but there, but there, is, there is one question, though, that I do need to ask any if you've done your research. Okay. Is she single? <laughs> she is still incarcerated. Where can I find her? She's still incarcerated. <laughs> she is still incarcerated, but I don't know if she's single because she may have. I think she, apparently she's one of those, um, what are they called? The Like the boss bitches? In prison, all right. Okay. She's one of those, so she probably has several, several relationships. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. So after she, oh, and she places a head in a pot of stew, and mm. then she goes upstairs. She lays down next to the skinned body, <laughs> takes a bunch of pills. I don't know what kind of pills she took, and she passes out. So the next day, when this guy doesn't show up for work. The co-workers are like, hey, they said if this guy doesn't show up, you know, we know what what happened to him. Right. We've got to find this chick. So the cops show up and they're looking through the little mail slot and they see something hanging, you know, in the living room. And they think it's like a curtain or a blanket. <laughs> they happen to break in. One of the cops like brushes this blanket like substance aside and notices he has like blood on his arm. It was the freaking skin. Yeah. His flesh. It was the flesh. Oh. Yeah. That's what it was. Lovely. And then they find this comatose Catherine who claims she has no recollection of what happened. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. And then they find those two dinner plates. They find the head boiling on the stove. They said that there was like a sweet smell of <laughs> stew. <laughs> That's gross. And they all sat down for a nice hearty meal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fun. A lot of these coppers say that they didn't touch meat or eat meat for months because they were just disgusted. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. If that doesn't make you go vegan or something, I don't know what would. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So basically, crap. she's found guilty. She's given a life sentence without parole. And it was unprecedented at that time. Because at this moment, there had never been any woman who had been given a life sentence without parole. And she continues to serve that life sentence at Silverwater Women's Correctional Center. Oh, she's in Silverwater. Oh, that, that's like half an hour from my house. <laughs> no way. Now you can go visit her. Oh, well. And just, just for context, I decided to uh, Google her in terms of looking at picture, you know, for the crazy hot scale. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear back. Let's hear the report. Does the name Eileen Warnos mean anything to you guys? She is crazy scary. Yes. She's. You look at her and she like she's got them eyes. She's got them crazy eyes. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Oh wow. Well, I had heard on another podcast that they compared her to like a fourth grade or fifth grade teacher. Yeah. 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 For sure. That's what I mean. She looked 
scary like a fourth grade teacher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay. He just got the crazy eyes because she she's teaching these fourth graders. Oh yeah. And we, I had some scary teachers growing up that would literally look at you with one eye and you'd be like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah. That's just, wow. Oh, wow. There you go. And there's a picture of her when she's in um, she's in, in jail at the moment. Yeah, wow. Crazy. What's a one, one to ten? What's, what's the scale? Yeah, on hotness. <laughs> Is the crazy sex worth it? Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> She's not, look, let's just say she's not my type. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, no, definitely. She, she's, yeah. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. I, I don't want to get cancelled, all right? This is like. That's fair. I, this, I feel like this is, this, we've got a really good rapport and this could boost our podcast and your podcast. And the last thing I want is to ruin all that by saying something that will get us cancelled. That's true. I mean, normally on, on our podcast, I say, I don't care, but this is not our podcast. This is your podcast. So I do care. So. I'd like to think of it as being our podcast. Yes, yes. Oh, this one is good. ours. Yes. <laughs> but, um, oh, well, that's good. I'm going to have to, because uh, when, when I find out about a new true crime case like this, especially from our backyard, I'll, you're probably going to send me into a deep, dark rabbit hole this afternoon because I'll just go on YouTube. Uh, Steph, my, my wife, she watches, uh, I don't, you guys probably know, there's like a lot of ladies that do their makeup while they talk about true crime and stuff like that. Oh, Bailey Sarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah she watches all night, all night because she has insomnia sometimes. So she will literally stay up and watch on her tablet on YouTube and then wake me up in the morning and tell me about all these serial killers. And, you know, it's, just, it's, it's crazy. But, yeah, I, I can go to her. I don't think she's heard of Catherine Knight. So I'll say, ha-ha. He's one for you. Well, that Bailey Sarian actually did a, a story too. So she should check it out. Oh, uh-huh. okay. She probably will then. Oh, on this girl? <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I actually had a, um, uh, I don't know if it was a serial killer, but there was a murder near my place. I'd say half an hour from my place. Do you remember the, the, the body that was chopped up and oh. put in a bin, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. And floated down the river? Oh, my God. <gasps> yeah. Like they found a bin floating down the, down the river and they pulled it out and there was a dead body inside. But the mistake oh. of the killer was it was their own bin, so they could <laughs> oh. go, oh, okay, this bin came from this house. <laughs> Don't you love those geniuses? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's hilarious. Wow. Um, it's nice to hear, you know, some, some other people who are into true crime. You might, I'm going to reveal something that I've never, ever, ever, ever revealed before, so you might get a kick out of this. Drum roll, drum roll. Uh-oh. Okay. Yes. I see your I see your story, Jamie, and I raise you. I am actually <laughs> technically related to a serial killer. Oh, oh no wow. way. That's so cool. Um, well, that's so cool. Have any of you guys actually heard of uh, of a serial killer, the acid bath killer? His name was Sid Haig. Oh my gosh. Um, spelt exactly the same as mine, and we have done the ancestors. Oh, sorry, his name was John Haig, sorry. John Haig. Sid Sid Haig was a fantastic actor in House of a Thousand Corpses. But, yeah, John Haig, um, he used to murder his victims and dissolve their bodies in tubs of acid. I think he he had a pretty high high kill count, but he's a distant relative of mine. Wow. He must, his pipes must have been, like, amazing. (laughs) So, I mean, there's always that twitch in my head sometimes, you know. I could snap at any time. (laughs) <laughs> when I was researching like what to write about, mm-hmm. I came upon a website that said like the top 10. And I believe that was one of the top 10 that you're mentioning. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I, I had to go with the female. 
Yeah, no, they, no, of course, of course. I've, and that's one that I've never heard of too. So, again, you've literally got my Saturday sorted now. I'm going to go on YouTube and I'll be <laughs> deep diving into this and I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back to Jamie tomorrow and say I know everything about it. So nice, yes. But um, yeah, it's, it's crazy, crazy like true crime, and and then I find out from my dad. Oh yeah, you're related to him. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, you're gonna do that genealogy test? Yeah, I think he was he was um, my great grandfather's great uncle. So it's a bit of a oh, wow. bit of a split, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, but still in the family. It's still in the genes. No, I'm just kidding. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. <laughs> it's in the blood, yeah. Watch out, guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, I'm going to reveal something that I've never revealed for before. I'm actually a serial killer. <laughs> well, look, I was, I was just about to say, do you want your numbers to go through the roof? Because I can, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. He'll show us what's really hanging from the meat hooks above him right now. Oh, my God. All the meat hooks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. I'm going to start getting all these emails and stuff. Do you really have meat hooks? No, I don't have meat hooks in my house. I promise you. I have no meat hooks. In- I do have a meat freezer, though. Also just as concerning. Oh. I will I will say nothing. Oh, no, no. It's because... We stockpile in our house. We stockpile. I assure you there is only 20% of human flesh in there. That's it. Everything else is ground beef. The only thing that's uh, what's allowed by the FDA or whatever you guys have over there. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Uh, This was the last time I ever heard from Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all right, mate. Hey. He's really uh, reconsidering that friendship. <laughs> yes. Uh, <no. laughs> All right. And that, I'm done. So cool. So let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And when we return, I'll go ahead and share my story. Hey everyone, I'm Kelly. And I'm Emily, and we're from Whining About History. Ever notice how women seem to be missed, forgotten, or maybe even purposely left out of history books? We did, so we decided to take the his out of history and make it herstory. Each episode, we discuss the lives and general awesomeness of these historical wonder women, all while having a glass of wine. Or maybe a bottle. Come join us on all of your favorite podcast platforms at WAHpod on Instagram, WAH underscore pod on Twitter, and at Whining About History. Remember, that's no H or E in whining. See you you soon. soon. Cheers. And we're back. So I'll go ahead and share mine. And when Jamie told me that you all were going to be sharing a war story with us, I kind of wanted to stick with the theme a little bit. So today, I'm going to tell you about a soldier named Wojtek that served in the Polish army during World War II. The following is from a Washington Post article by Mary Lou Tusignant. I probably butchered that. A link to this and all our sources will be in the show notes. No relation to Catherine that you butchered that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I like that. You were so serious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a terrible reader, so I always kind of have to like put myself in the mindset so that way 
Uh, it doesn't look like I'm still unhooked on phonics or something. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, this uh, episode, well, this story is not going to be as inspirational and uplifting as Elena, sadly. But I'll try my best. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know how you can change that. Put some nice motivational music behind it. Yeah, exactly. Anything can be. There, <laughs> there you go. go. It's like yeah. <laughs> Or you can have that one inspirational quote at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll see if I can change the last act of the story and turn Wojtek into a serial killer or something. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're starting rumors now. <laughs> nice. All right. So Wojtek served with the 22nd Artillery Supply Company of the Polish II Corps during World War II. But contrary to what you might assume, Wojtek wasn't Polish when he began serving in the military. He was actually an orphan from Iran that just began following the soldiers and traveled with them for two years while the troops were in the Middle East. Whoa. Within no time, he settled in and became very comfortable with the soldiers, sleeping and eating with them, bathing with them, wrestling and playing pranks on each other, and joining in on their soccer matches. So he even started helping them carry ammunition crates on the battlefield. But with the good also came the bad, and soon some of the bad habits from the other soldiers started rubbing off on young Wojtek. And before long, he was smoking and guzzling beers with the rest of them and started off each morning with a hot cup of coffee. Sounds like he's fitting right in, right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say a yeah. hot cup of beer. <laughs> well, I mean, they were in the Middle East, so I'm sure all their beer was kind of hot. Hey, yummy. <laughs> in 1944, when the Polish troops were preparing to board ships in Egypt to head to Italy to continue the fight, Young Wojtek wasn't allowed to board the ship, primarily for two reasons. The first was that Wojtek wasn't a soldier. The second was that Wojtek wasn't a person. Wojtek was a bear. I knew it was the story. This is like cocaine bear. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's some M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end there. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. A bear? Yeah. I always like to do little twists in the stories. Yeah. So having raised Wojtek from a cub, the men were not about to abandon the bear in Egypt, so he was officially enlisted into the army as oh, Private Wojtek. Nice. No. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking, how the hell did we get to this part of the story, right? Excellent question, guys. Clearly he was trained by emus, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It all makes sense. We weren't thinking that at all. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, when do the emus come in? <laughs> Sadly, there are no emus in the story. Oh, man. But Wojtek's story is actually really, it's really good, actually. Mm. It's surprisingly good. It is, it is. And it sounds like you're familiar with it, Ella. Yes, I am. That's because we tend to read the same articles, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so many of the men in the Polish II Corps had been prisoners in Russian labor camps after Poland was invaded by Nazi Germany in 1939. When the Russians joined the Allies in 1941, the prisoners were freed and headed south to form a new Polish army. Some of these men wound up in the Middle East, which is where Wojtek enters a picture. Most of the men had no idea what had become of their families and homes in Poland, so the, to the men, Wojtek was their family, having raised him as a cub. And according to a BBC article by Barton Venard, Wojtek was like a small child or a small dog when they first adopted him and was given milk from a bottle, just like a baby. He saw the soldiers like his parents and trusted in them, and he was very friendly. The bear also kept the troops' morale up, and though he was described as being very quiet, he enjoyed play fighting and boxing with the colleagues and felt like a member of the military family. 
during the Battle of Monte Cassino in Italy. He was taking crates of ammunition to the soldiers on the front line and carrying empty shells back. When the other soldiers saw it, it inspired them and helped them turn the tide on the battle, and the company emblem became a picture of Wojtek carrying a shell. And when they had said shell, I was wondering what the hell they meant by that. I was like, was he carrying bullet shells <laughs> or, you know, what do they mean by that? But um, if you look at the emblem, it looks just like a missile, like what they would put in missile launchers or drop off of planes. Wow. Wojtek eventually learned how to salute the soldiers and would join the men in their soccer matches. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> so I tried searching to see what position he played. But I was unable to locate that information. I'm assuming it's goalie. <laughs> yeah. That was my guess too, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Great great minds think alike. He would make an excellent goalie for sure. Yeah. That's what I thought. I said, my guess is he's probably a goalie. I can't really see him being a striker, but I can see him being like a four, five, maybe a six, which um, yeah. those are center backs. And he might have been, a, if, if he was a striker, it's just the wrong kind of striker because he'd be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's clawing at shit. They went through a lot of referees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of balls, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Pop. I can imagine him being like Neymar and doing the simulations yeah. where he drops on the ground. Yeah. And... <laughs> nice. Though it was commonly reported at the time that Wojtek smoked cigarettes and drank beer with the soldiers, only the beer drinking part was true. One of the soldiers that was enlisted with Wojtek, his name was Wojciech Narabiski, stated that Wojtek took a liking to beer, and for him, a bottle was nothing. He was six feet or two meters tall and weighed 440 pounds or 200 kilograms. He would often ask his colleagues for cigarettes, but he wouldn't smoke them. He would actually eat them. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Now, there's a little bit of Wojtek being a prankster. When new recruits would join, Wojtek would sometimes pick up the new soldiers upside down by their boots, making them think that he was going to eat them. But awesome. you know, again, Wojtek was very gentle. He never hurt anybody. Wow. Wow. He was just a big old teddy bear. He was, actually. He was very gentle. <laughs> Smoking, drinking teddy bear. He's all Ted. <laughs> He's Ted. And then a uh, yeah. drug smuggler drops some cocaine from the sky, and we all know what happens next. <laughs> Everything merges. You read my mind, Jamie. You read my mind. It comes to the supervillain origin story. <laughs> wow. Now, uh, one thing you didn't mention, Jamie, when you were talking about the emus, was about the emus' salary. Were the emus uh, getting any type of payroll, or were they on any type of salary? I think they had free. Uh, the free food was was enough to. <laughs> <laughs> Wojtek being officially a Polish soldier was on the payroll. Oh, wow. But much like the emus, he didn't receive money. He received double the food rations because of his large size. And I'm sure he's probably happy with that too. Double the alcohol. I thought you were going to say double the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That was their food. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh, Wojtek never complained about that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, again, Norebski also stated that he was never a danger to humans and was very peaceful, but he very much disliked a monkey and another bear that the troops had adopted. So apparently he didn't do good with other animals. He was jealous. <laughs> what kind of circus show are they running here, right? <laughs> 
Where's oh. the emo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think that they, uh, the emus exist in the Middle East. It might be a little bit too hot for them over there. Oh, okay. Which also, I didn't think that bears would exist there either. So who knows? <laughs> Apparently, they have two <laughs> and a monkey. Yeah, and the monkey. Oh, wow. oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, Wojtek also loved riding in vehicles. <laughs> and once, while they were driving along the Italian sea coast, Wojtek jumped out of the vehicle and headed for the water. Narevsky stated that there were a bunch of Italian girls bathing at the beach. So, of course, seeing a giant bear running for the water freaked them out. <laughs> they had to calm the girls down and try to explain to them that they didn't need to be afraid. This bear was good. And after a short swim, Wojtek just shaked the water off and jumped back into the vehicle. <laughs> it was ready to go. <laughs> and then ate one of the women. No, just kidding. That's when, that's when he becomes a wow. true crime right there. <laughs> yeah, this is where I'll, I'll throw in that twist to make it as uh, inspirational and uplifting as your story. <laughs> what kind of car does a bear fit in? <laughs> I want to know. Has to be something convertible. Like a Jeep or something. A Jeep, one of those. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, wow. Yeah. The topless Jeep, yeah. Wow. After the bottle of Monte Cassino, the one where he was carrying the crates of ammunition and shells, Wojtek was promoted to corporal, outranking his caretakers. <laughs> and that's when his caretakers took matters into his own hands. That's where it became true crime. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you cannot outrank me. You cannot outrank me. <laughs> Can you imagine that conversation? Are you kidding me? The freaking bears. <laughs> Give me your smokes. The bears just like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like drinking and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a great conversation to have when you get home. So, so honey, did you get that promotion you were going for? No, that damn bear ended up beating me out of yeah. that promotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh man when world war ii ended a year later he went with some soldiers to scotland to live on a farm and help the men with chores and was paid with honey and jam and he said fuck this honey and jam i want some alcohol and cigarettes <laughs> yeah right exactly where's my whiskey <laughs> He really wasn't that type of bear, I don't think, because um, <laughs> while he was there in Scotland, he often found himself attending dances and children's parties wow. and often appeared on children's TV shows. How cute. <laughs> it's like reverse oh, Captain America. How sweet. <laughs> so lovable. Yeah. Well, you, you might not, you know, but my, my fellow Scotsman, they do like a drink. So they might have just thought he was a really hairy man. And just giving him a job, you know, <laughs> not a bit. Well, oh, look at that hairy man over there. Oh, yes. <laughs> he does a good job. Yeah. He deserves another. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Or maybe they wait until he got home from his performances, I guess, at children's parties. <laughs> his final home was at the Edinburgh Zoo in Scotland, where his former army mates would go visit him. He died in 1963 at the age of 21. The British national broadcaster described him as a famous Polish soldier. A Wojtek story has been told on film and children's books, and there are seven statues of him in Poland and Britain, and he has memorials in the National War Museums of Britain and Canada. Hmm. Narebski said of Wojtek, quote, It was very pleasant for me to think about him. 
I felt like he was my older brother. The end. I'm curious to to know what the uh, the, the end. I'm curious to know what the children's books talk about, like when they're talking about like, oh, he was this drinking and smoking or not smoking, I guess, but he ate all the, they probably skipped over that part. I'm sure. Yeah, and they probably left out any murderous rampages he might have gone on, which is probably why we don't know about those. The one, the one at the beach. Yeah. With all the women yeah. that ran away. <laughs> They're probably replaced with other animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just having fun. Oh wow! Oh wow! That was very interesting. Yeah, I had heard. I've had heard of that once before, but I had not. I didn't know all the details. Didn't did, didn't know other, anything other than the headline. You know. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have a reputation on our podcast for um, always covering very dark topics. So I said, well, for once, I'm not going to cover something that's dark and disturbing. I'll cover something that's uplifting. Well, I have noticed you guys get getting more horror based and more you yeah. know creepy based lately. Yeah, sorry. Ryan's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, horror, horror is my jam. I'm yet to find a movie that or TV show that can scare me. But um, yeah, I've I've been enjoying that as well. Thank you. Yeah, no, that that's something that that I know I love. I know Elena's a big fan of that type of stuff also. So for sure. And Isela also, Isela uh, sometimes will surprise me by how morbid some of the stories are that she presents. I think I still have like the grossest one for sure. But that was, you know, it was October. But usually I, I will do more like the fluffy feel good. Hey, you know, stories. But that's what we like about our podcast is that we're not confined to anything. Yeah. No, we're the same. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We find we operate better if we don't have a topic. You know, we'll just say, okay, <laughs> we'll talk about a few things that came out, you know, in that week. And we generally have a conversation about it. You know, it's just a couple of mates having a conversation. And that's what it feels like with you guys. You know, just a couple of friends having a conversation that's not scripted. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, those are the better podcasts anyway. Agreed. And they're always entertaining. Oh, 100%. 100% because it feels like it's real people, you know, not just reading off a... Like, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, and I always try and find the one where it's more than just, you know, reading scripts. It's more about... in Like, I like it where there's a group of people having a chat about it rather than just one person reading it down. So, yeah, it works well. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah, we, we do definitely have scripts, but, um, yeah, we, we go off of them a lot and just go on tangents usually. Yeah, it's just a guideline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, before we, we go, gentlemen, Jamie, if you wanted to tell us a little bit more about your book, let us know where we could purchase that and um, any final thoughts you wanted to share with us. Yeah, cool. Um, well, my book is called Letters from the Emu or it is on Amazon, um, but it is a book written from the perspective of the uh, of those that won the war. So it's all... Imagining emus writing letters to their loved ones, and oh my god, that's so great! <laughs> I got a website, jabryden uh, dot com. Again, jabryden on Instagram, and you can find stories of true and fictional on you know all the podcast podcast platforms, but um, also stories underscore podcast on Instagram. Yeah, but um, Ryan, do you want to say any words? No, I just want to say a big thanks to you guys for having us on here. It's, it's actually been really, really fun. And hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for your time as well. It's been a total pleasure. And yeah, hopefully we can do this again soon. On that high note, we hope that you enjoyed the show and you join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, 
Leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are sold. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on the socials at GreetingsTAC. Email us at GreetingsTAC at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669. If you have a story to share with us. About emails. <laughs> about the time you got drunk with a bear. <laughs> about the time you chopped up David. <laughs> <laughs> or John. Yeah. And ate head stew. No. <laughs> no, those are not the type of stories you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skips, yeah. Erase, erase. <laughs> uh, awesome. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you.